your feet. I appreciate again my wife being with me. And you were right, Dr. Neal. My wife is my number one cheerleader. And uh, I would prefer wherever I go, she be with me. There's very few times I travel without her. And even when she give me permission to do that, she still be on me about leaving her. <laughs> Glory to God. But um, we're glad that she was able to come and not have to hear about this, but was able to experience this. If you would, let's go to our Bibles. We're going to go to Acts chapter 4. I want to read one verse there. Then we're going to go over to 1 Corinthians 15. I want to read just only a couple of verses there. And then I want to read just one verse in 2 Timothy chapter 2. So we're going to go from Acts chapter 4 to 1 Corinthians 15. And then over to 2 Timothy chapter number 2. Amen. So let's go to Acts chapter 4 and verse 33. The Bible simply says there, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace. Somebody say great grace. Great grace was upon them all. I want to also go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And verse 9 and 10. The Bible says, For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But the grace of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Amen. Last but not least, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to talk to us about two words and those two words are this divine influence divine influence let's lift our hands one more time lift our hearts and our voices thank you Lord we want to take our time tonight we want to maximize this opportunity and this moment of time that you have given us. We want your people to be blessed. We want them to leave here refreshed. 
We want you to bless them when they go home and bless them on their jobs and bless them in school and bless them as they deal with the business of this week. God, we do not take for granted the privilege that you've given us to be here this weekend. We honor you right now as we give you the glory for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord another hand as you're being seated. Amen. One of the most beautiful verses in the New Testament is found in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Where the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, the word grace here is often referred to as the undeserved favor of God. And because of its direct connection to salvation, and even though that's an accurate interpretation in a literal sense, yet in a spiritual sense, this interpretation is very limited. Because when Jesus came, he didn't just come to save us. But when Jesus came, he came to impart to us divine power, divine authority, and supernatural capabilities. Mm -hmm. In other words, God's, in other words, grace is not just God's undeserving favor in a passive sense, but grace in its more aggressive form is effectively referred to as divine influence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see, the richer meaning of the word grace in the T New Testament comes from the Greek word charis. And charis, more clearly explained, simply means the divine influence upon the heart and the reflection in the life. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the divine influence upon the heart and the reflection in the life. In other words, the moment you get filled with the Holy Ghost and is baptized in Jesus' name, everything about you from that moment on has a prophetic quality connected to you from that point on. I mean, everything, glory to God, becomes destiny-driven. Everything that God has for you come into alignment with the prophetic promises that he has hidden within himself from before the foundation of the world. Everything becomes predicated on your preordained positioning in Christ. 
The Bible tells us, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Don't ever think that you are normal today. Come on, Holy Ghost. Because when God gave you the Holy Ghost, he put something upon you that you did not have before. And it's called divine influence. Amen. When you begin to walk in the places, you begin to send off an aroma in the spirit that people can sense that something is different about you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Can anybody identify what I'm talking about here? I remember one time my wife and I was traveling on our way to Chicago. And when we uh, got to the airport in Raleigh, Durham, amen, we went through the TSA and we came to the first place where they check your ID. And when they check our ID, glory to God, amen, we had to go out from here to the back door to where we was putting our uh, 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 luggage at and where it was going through the screening process. Well, when I got on the other side, Dr. Neal, of the screening process, uh, the, the man, a man who had checked my ID, had came all the way from the, from the desk and he put his hand on my luggage as we came through. So I'm thinking that perhaps they're getting ready to take me aside and check me out a little further because maybe they think they see something in my bags from the screening but that wasn't the case when I went to grab my stuff he put his hand on top of me and he said to me he said let me ask you something he said are you a pastor and I was just dressed in regular clothes my wife is my witness I said yes I am I said what made you ask me that he said because whatever it is that you have it is all over you oh y'all got to hear me come on somebody whatever it is that you have it's all over you it's called divine influence all I was doing was showing my idea and something radiated off of me that touched this oh y'all ain't where he had to run all the way from the desk all the way to the back door to find out what it was that was all over me. To God be the glory. So when we got on the airplane, amen, on the same flight, the stewardess was going to everybody asking them that what they wanted to drink. Amen. And that they wanted water, they wanted juice, whatever the case may be. But when she got to me, glory to God, she said to me, without even asking, she said, you give a prophet a water, you get a prophet's reward. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm on my way to Milwaukee, amen, Chicago area. I'll be preaching up there. She said, where are you going to be preaching at? I told her where we was going to be preaching at. And on Sunday morning, while I was preaching the gospel, she came running through the door. Y'all ain't hearing me today. Because there's divine influence 
upon these young people in the name of Jesus. We got to keep encouraging them to go after God. We got to keep encouraging them to seek the word of God. There's divine influence upon them in their youth. It ain't you. It ain't me. It's divine influence. Oh, it's the grace of God. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. See, you got chosen in him before the foundation of the world. This is why God got no problem of forgiving you of your sin. Come on, somebody. Because God never saw you as a drunkard. God never saw you as a drug addict. God never saw you as an adulterer. God never saw you as a fornicator. He always saw you as holy. He always saw you as blameless. He always saw you as anointed. He always saw you as powerful. Because that's who you were in him before the foundation of the world <laughs> the Bible tells us in Ephesians 2 and 10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God had before ordained that we should walk in him oh come on Holy Ghost God has called you to works that's how some of you have ended up here in Fort McMurray oh come on Holy Ghost you may have been on your way to somewhere else but God called you here hallelujah from before the foundation of the world you may have been born in the United States but God said go to Fort McMurray that's where you belong because that's where I chose you in myself before the foundation of the world or you got to understand that your calling is anointed you got to understand that your calling got purpose to it you got to understand that God chose you before the world even began uh-huh 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 the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10, it says who have saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Oh, baby, it ain't no mistake that you are here tonight. You're right where God has ordained you to be oh help me Holy Ghost he saved you and he called you with a holy calling not according to your works not according to what you've been reaching for but come on somebody he calls you according to his own purpose according to his own grace which was given you in Christ before the world began uh -huh. Uh -huh. let me share a real a true story with you for a minute all the stories I've been telling you have been true, by the way. In this day and time, you got to get yourself straight, right? Stuff all on the internet and YouTube and stuff. So you got to make sure your story is right. But I, 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 I'm going to share a story with you. Back in 1952, my father was in the Air Force. Amen. He was over in Greaseland. Y'all excuse me for a minute. So y'all know what time it is, so don't worry about that. Okay. Now, 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 my father was in the Air Force in Greenland. 
and he got medically discharged from the military at that time he was probably about 19 18 19 20 years old I wasn't born until 1961 and uh, my father when he got medically discharged and was leaving Greenland somehow some way circumstances had it that he missed the, the flight amen he missed the flight Dr. Neal and when that flight took off going back to the United States somewhere between Greenland and the United States that plane went down and everybody on that plane perished on that flight and my father was the only passenger that didn't make it on that flight come on Holy Ghost now I don't know about y'all today but my recollection of that is the reason why God did not allow my father to make it on that flight because he knew in 1961 February the 20th Wilbert Blandon Jr. had to be born Oh, y'all got to hear me today. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, see. See, my time wasn't that until 1961. That accident happened in 1952. And God had to allow some circumstances to happen in my father's life to keep him from getting here. Because there's no way I would be Wilbur Brandon Jr. today if my father had gotten on that flight. I'm here to tell you, God got his hand on you. Come on, somebody. He knew when you should have been born, and he knows when you should die, and he knows when you should serve him in between your birth and your death. Come on, somebody. Stop mulling over where you're at. Stop complaining about who you're married to. Stop worrying about who your mama or daddy is. God got his hands on you. He chose you in him before the foundation of the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, whether you believe it or not, you were created first. <laughs> then you were born. Then you got born again. Hallelujah. And after you got born again, you got recreated to walk in your original creation. That's why you got power now. That's why you got authority now. That's why you love worshiping now. That's why you love praying now. Come on, because God is bringing you back where you was and before the foundation of the world. Oh, what are you saying to me? I'm saying today that there's a birth you and there's a supernatural eternal you. Come on, Holy Ghost. And it's this supernatural eternal you that Jesus saves. It's the supernatural eternal you that Jesus is developing. It's the supernatural eternal you that Jesus is processing for destiny. You may say, how do I know I've been prepared for destiny anyway? The way you know that you're being prepared for destiny because you'll be willing to give yourself over to a cause that you know is going to outlive you. 
Come on, baby. What you putting in these children? Don't, come on, Sunday school teacher. Don't see your labor in vain. You don't, Come on, these kids are going to be talking about you long after you did and got. Come on, what you doing is going to outlive you. What you're singing, brother, hallelujah, Shelly, it's going to outlive you. We're going to remember those songs. We're going to remember those chords. Come on, somebody. You got destiny upon you. Uh, 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 uh. You see, when destiny is upon you, it can't stay locked up in you. Uh, you got to get it up out of you. Come on, Holy Ghost. Even if it fails, you got to get it out of you. It may not go too far, but you got to get it out of you. You got to make that thing transferable and reproducible. Oh, let me tell you something else about destiny. We must understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you have destiny upon you, you have to be careful who you're hanging around. Because you can't fulfill your destiny hanging around people that's undermining it. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all better hear me today. In other words, you need to see, surround yourself with people that's seeing what you're seeing, that's hearing what you're hearing, that's speaking what you're speaking, and sensing what you're sensing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Am I making sense here? Because Jesus is trying to put you on location. So the world can benefit from his divine influence upon your life. Uh, come on now. If you would have told me back in 1976, glory to God, when I was sitting in Baltimore City Jail, hallelujah, facing life in prison, that in 2015, I would be in somewhere called Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, I would have laughed you to scorn. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, y'all got to hear me now. But when destiny is upon you, when divine influence upon you, oh, come on, Holy Ghost, God will put you in places and will position you, oh, come on, Holy Ghost, to do what he's called you to Somebody got to hear what I'm preaching about tonight. Somebody got to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Somebody got to be persuaded that God's agenda will override the devil's agenda every time. The devil said you'd be just getting out of jail at 54 years old. And God said, oh, no, you won't. You're going to be in Alberta by the time you get 54. I said God's agenda will override the devil's agenda every time, every time, every time. Oh, oh, yeah. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, believe it for yourself today. Be persuaded tonight that God's agenda will overcome the devil's agenda every time. worship him in here for a moment come on receive the word of faith tonight come on lord so 
up the eternal them, Lord. Stir up that supernatural anointing that you place inside of every one of them tonight. This is why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 and 1, he said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. If we're not careful, we can run straight through that verse and go to verse 2 and 3. It deals with giving us to faithful men and being a good soldier. But he said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And when you stop to study this word strong, it will blow your mind. Because the word strong here comes from the Greek word Indu Namayo. And Indu Namayo means to empower, to enable, to increase in strength, and to be made strong. Uh -huh. It means to empower, it means to enable, it means to increase in strength, and to be made strong. But it gets even better than that. I've also discovered that endudomio comes from the Greek word dunamis. And of course we know dunamis is where we get our English word dynamite. Now the word dunamis literally means divine force and miraculous power. Come on Holy Ghost. It speaks of divine ability, divine abundance, divine meaning, and divine might. Uh -huh. It also speaks of mighty deeds and worker of miracles. And then it also speaks of power, of strength, of violence, and of mighty, wonderful works. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. So when Paul was telling Timothy to be strong in the grace, he wasn't telling Timothy to just get unmerited favor in the passive sense. But he was telling Timothy to operate in divine ability, in divine abundance, with divine meaning and purpose, and to operate with divine might. He was telling Timothy to do mighty deeds, to be a miracle worker, to have a can-do attitude, and to be a power. Come on, somebody. He was saying, let my grace enlarge you, influence you, and enable you and let my grace give you access to my divine ability.
somebody. That's why when the apostles walked down the street, come on, Holy Ghost, they was throwing handkerchiefs at their shadows. Come on, they were throwing folks at their shadows, and their shadows was healing folks because they had divine influence upon them. <laughs> come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. You got that. I got that. But we got to walk in it. Uh-huh. 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 And when I was in Liberia a few years ago, I was on the compound in my room while the ministers there were having a minister's meeting. And while the ministers were having a minister's meeting, the ladies up in the ladies' dorm was having a prayer meeting. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. And while they was having a prayer meeting, there was a 19-year-old young lady from one of the villages that had been blinded since she was 13 years old. And she worshipped other gods in her villages. And none of her gods could heal her. But in that ladies' meeting, where there was no licensed preachers around. Come on, baby. You don't need no UPC card. All you need is divine influence. You don't even have to be a man. You can be a woman. You can be a sister. Because while they was having this prayer meeting, doctor, hallelujah, this lady began to cry out, if Jesus, if you're the true God, then open up my eyes that I may see. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. And those ladies begin to lay hands on her. And those ladies begin to worship God. Those ladies begin to praise God. Hallelujah, all over that dormitory. And I want you to know the short time later that God opened up her eyes and she began to see and began to praise God all over the campground. They felt a rumbling on the campground and they didn't know what it was. And before you know it, the blind lady come running through the middle of the minister's meeting, praising, worshiping God, dancing all over. Come on, somebody. She interrupted the minister's session. So when we got word of it, we was like praising God all over the place. So that night, during the service, I don't know about 5,000 people there, some I can't remember how many it was, it was a lie. I didn't know who she was. But while I was preaching, the Holy Ghost said, call out the blind lady. I said, where's the young lady that God opened her eyes up earlier today? she came back from over there where this sister is here she came back from out there came up to the front in front of all these people I said now God open up your eyes she said yes and she testified glory to God how what had happened and everybody was just praising God dancing and glorifying God 
But the Holy Ghost said to me, ask her, has she received the Holy Ghost? And I asked her, has she received the Holy Ghost? She said, no. I said, have you repented of your sins? She said, no. I explained to her both of those things. I said, lift your hands up. In front of 5,000 people, lay hands on her in Jesus' name. And God filled her with the Holy Ghost immediately. Immediately she began to speak with tongues. Immediately she began to praise God. Place start going crazy. Folks start running to the altar. I said, come with me. She came with me. I said, everybody hand I lay on, I want you to lay your hand on. Because see, you ain't got to wait to use the Holy Ghost. If you get divine influence upon you, you can walk in it immediately. And I want you to know together, we walked around laying hands on folk. By the time it was over, Dr. Neal, over 16 more people have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost because somebody recognized as a new convert that I got power in the name of Jesus to oh I'm telling you there's divine influence upon us <laughs> and Paul said I want you to be strong in it I want you to be a miracle worker. I want you to be an enabler. Uh, come on, Holy Ghost. I want you, hallelujah, to do mighty deeds. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. I want you to have divine ability and divine abundance and divine might. I want you to increase in strength and I want you to be made strong. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Let me bring this thing home now. Because God wants somebody else here to know. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God. That he's trying to lift us. See, the Lord spoke to me a little while ago and said, he said, too many of my people are serving me with an entry-level anointing. Oh, no, no, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. He said, they're, they're serving me with an entry-level anointing anointing in other words most of us haven't gotten beyond the initial impact of our initial conversion uh -huh. you know the bible says if any man be in christ he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new he said the problem we have is a whole lot of people that's in the church but only a few that's in Christ Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. And he said, in order for us to increase our anointing or our ministry anointing in Christ, we must allow him to create in us a sincere desire for his divine influence. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Holy Ghost. You say, why? Because the reason why? Because God is trying to get us to move beyond our entry-level anointing. Because he wants us to realize that Acts 2 and 38, as I said this morning, was the beginning of a new birth and not the culmination of a graduation. Oh, come on, somebody say divine influence. Somebody say be strong in it. Oh, 
Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. That's why the Bible tells us in First Corinthians 2 and 9, but as it is written, come on, Holy Ghost, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Is there anybody that love God up in here tonight? If you love God up in here, God got some things for you. He got some special things in store for you. Come on, Holy Ghost. He got some powerful things for you. He got some awesome things for you. <laughs> uh, but you must intentionally, somebody say intentionally. You must intentionally put yourself in the right position to receive. Mm. somebody say positioning say it again positioning and I'm not talking about a random positioning but I'm talking about an intentional positioning where you've determined within yourself that you're not leaving it to chance on whether you're going to hear from God or not uh, uh you're not leaving that to chance. You're not leaving it to chance on whether you're going to be touched by God or not. You're not leaving it to chance on whether you're going to be blessed by God or not. In other words, you've come to the understanding that God using me, God blessing me, God anointing me, and God speaking through me is not something that's going to happen to me by chance, but it's something that's going to happen to me. It's something that's going to take place in me by the location of my positioning. Oh, I wish I was talking to somebody else now because it's all about positioning. It's all about intentionally putting yourself in position where God can increase our capacity to receive from him because to be intentional about increasing our spiritual capacity to receive from God only intensifies his determination to release his prepared, his prepared blessings upon us. Uh. How many want to get in line for the blessings that God has prepared for them? Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. If you want this prepared blessing, then be fully persuaded in your own mind that you're going to intentionally increase your spiritual capacity to receive from him. Somebody say increase my capacity. Increase my capacity. Increase my capacity. I'm talking about divine influence today. Come on, stand on your feet. Oh, my God. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, What are you saying to us today? Uh, Jesus is looking for someone <laughs> who will say with an unwavering resolve, if he prepared it, then I want to receive it. If it's already packaged, then I want him to release it. That's right, brothers and sisters. The time has come to release what God has for me, and the time has come for us to release what God has for you. 
The time has come to release what God has for us. But we must believe that his divine influence is upon us. And we must believe that his influence is upon us now. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. What are you saying here? I'm bringing it home now. You see, my victory in Christ and your victory in Christ has got to be realized now. Not in some other space and time. The situations that I'm facing in my life in ministry, I'm facing them now. Come on, Holy Ghost. The devils and the spirits that I'm trying that's trying to minimize my faith and frustrate my anointing has got to be defeated and brought into captivity now. The lost souls in my city and the lost souls in your city has got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. And they've got to be born again of the water and the spirit now. Come on, somebody. In other words, we need the divine influence of God to be upon us. And we need it to be upon us right now. Come on, let's worship God up in this place. Hallelujah. Yeah, Lord. Oh, we need it now. We need it now. We need it now. Come on, Timothy. Be strong in the grace. And be strong in it now. Oh, come on, all over this building. Begin to play softly. Thank you, Lord. Come on, y'all. My soul has been blessed. From the moment we got off the plane, And even though we got recordings, pictures, there's some periods in our lives where we wish we could just freeze and keep it right there. And this is one of those times. But I want to encourage Top Church tonight that the divine influence of God is upon you. But you got to receive it. You got to receive it for yourself. You got to know that is yours. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Come on now. He said, and his grace, his divine influence which was bestowed upon me 
was not in vain. And then he said this, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace, the divine influence was doing the work. <laughs> the Bible says of the apostles and great grace was upon them. In other words, the divine influence of God was greatly influencing Oh, do anybody here tonight want divine influence? Ah. I remember when I was in the military in Germany. I used to work in a tent shop. <coughs> I was in my uniform. All the people that I worked with was in my shop. And there was a new gentleman that came into our unit to get some work done over there where I was. And all I was doing was my job. All I was doing was working on that sewing machine. But when he got up to the sewing machine, he came up to me, he said, where do you go to church? He said, it's all over you. You can't hide it. That was the exact words. Never met the man a day in my life. And needless to say, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He got baptized in Jesus' name. Started living for God. What are you saying to us, Pastor Blanna? You got something. That's all over you. All me and my wife has been talking about is the glory of God that's all over y'all. My wife said to Brother Cecilia that I wish I could take you all and your whole church back to Fayetteville with us. But sometimes y'all need somebody to come through to let you know that. And I'm telling you, the divine influence, Dr. Neal, is upon this church. Come on now. Come on. It's upon this church. And we're going to pray that y'all will continue to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world in Fort McMurray. Because it's upon you. Some of you are going to go to work tomorrow. And people going to go, girl, what is going on with you? You can be like, what? You're glowing all over the place. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. What did happen to you? Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Some of y'all going to get stopped in the grocery store. Because of the divine influence that's upon you. I 
I remember going into the doctor's office one day to get a regular checkup. And when I got in the doctor's office, he closed the door. And he said, I know you're here to get a checkup, but I need marriage counseling right now. How And I was sitting on that, you know, that little deal that they put you on, but they check on you, helping him with him and his wife. Since y'all ain't hearing me. Because divine influence upon See, all kind of people want what you got. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you brothers and sisters it's upon you young people it's upon you oh Lord come on let's lift our hands again Dr. Neal I'm going to turn this back over to you I've been so honored to be here this weekend God I got to go back change come on be strong in the grace be strong in the grace be strong in the grace. Yes, it is undeserving favor, but it's deeper than that. It's the divine influence upon the heart. It's the reflection in the life. Come on. It's reflecting through you. It's upon you. Come on, walk in it. Speak it. Hallelujah. Operate in it. It's yours tonight. It's yours tonight. It's yours tonight. That's it. Reach for it. Reach for it. Reach for it. That's it. Reach for 